0: Welcome to Marksman, a podcast for men who have been marked by Christ... And who are aiming their lives at Christ likeness. I'm Mark Spellman, your host, and so glad you've joined me on the program today. So excited to be with you in this brand new year, 2023. That is, of course, if you're catching this live on the release date. But listen, even if this is not the day you're listening to it and it's another year, that's okay. I'm still excited. (laughs) And you can still be excited too. And, you know, because it's just a brand new day. God gives us faith. Fresh mercies, new mercies every single day. You know, here's a thought about that before I get into the rest of the conversation. You know, here's something the Lord showed me one time about that, about just perspective on what does it mean to have, you know, fresh new mercies every day. He said, Mark, try to imagine what would it be like if you got up every morning and you went in, you grabbed a brand new toothbrush, you know what I'm saying, got a brand new bar of soap, you know, Come out, get dressed, grab a brand new, I mean, brand new uh, T-shirt, put on a brand new shirt, you know, brand new slacks, brand new shoes. I mean, everything you're grabbing is brand new. And this is happening every single day. Something brand new. You know, and then here's where it gets real exciting, guys. You go outside and then you get in a brand new truck. That's right. A brand new truck or a brand new whatever, you know, your thing is, you know what I'm saying? And then you go to go to work and you do your thing and and you come back, you wake up the next morning. But every day you're dressing, you're moving, you're doing with things that are brand new. And it just blew me away. I thought, I don't think I get it. I don't think I've fully embraced how amazing it is that we enjoy. Brand new mercy from heaven. I don't know about you, but I just think that is worth rejoicing, guys. We have the mercies of God brand new every single day. Well, here on the Marksman podcast, we've been on the series for a number of weeks and we're kind of moving towards the close here, but we've been, it's worth taking the time. It's worth taking time to kind of break out each one of them a little bit one by one. But we've been talking about applying the blood of Jesus to our home and families, just like under the Old Testament, Exodus 12, you know, God did not want the destroyer accessing the home of his children. So the plan was apply the blood to the house. And when the destroyer, was moving through the land, God said, when I see the blood, I'll cover your home and the destroyer will not gain access. But they had to do something. They had to apply the blood. And then he said, when I see the blood, I'll, I'll cover you. Well, in the new Testament, we know the blood is Jesus' blood. It's the blood of the Passover lamb, the lamb of God. And we apply it by faith with the hyssop of our words, our, our voice, you know, and our faith. And we apply it to our homes because I tell you, men. We need to make sure the destroyer doesn't get in our home. He doesn't get in our lives physically. He doesn't get in our marriages. He doesn't get in our heart emotionally. He doesn't get in our children and, and start stealing their identity. We need to make sure that our, the, the destroyer is not accessing our finances. We need to be uh, faithful in tithes and offerings and obedience where stewardship matters are concerned, but ultimately also applying the blood of Jesus. And that's what we've been talking about. So we've looked at seven places or we're looking at seven places that Jesus shed his blood so we can be even more specific in applying the blood. And so we looked at, here's the list of them. There's Gethsemane where he shed blood, you know, as he sweat, great drops of blood, as he surrendered his will. And submitted to God's plan and God's way, and so we as men have to learn to submit, you know, to God's plan and God's way. And it might take some agonizing nights in prayer. And uh, you know, if if Jesus, the perfect man, had to agonize some nights in prayer, I'm not talking about just get sent to me. There was other times in the Gospels he he spent the whole night in prayer, and he's he's a perfect man, and he needed to pray all night on some issues. Well, then how about us not so perfect men? We might need to pray some nights over some things, you know. But even in that garden, you know, we can learn from that, that there's there's going to be some agonizing sometimes to, to keep our heart where we're doing it God's way and we're staying on God's plan. But then the crown of thorns, of course, um You know, his identity was being mocked, you know, and the crown was put there mockery with, you know, with mockery as crown of thorns. And they even put a purple robe on him, put a staff in his hand and just ridiculed him horrendously, you know. So there we see great redemption of our identity, you know, taking place as the crown of thorns and the blood that was shed there, not to mention just being positioned there that you know, the mental torment, you know, we're redeemed from mental torment. We're redeemed from depression. We're redeemed from all sorts of the mental uh, arena. But then, of course, the wounding and the bruising. We talked about that last week, you know, you know, outward wounds and inward bruises, you know, God is a healer. And so whether we need outward healing or whether we need inward healing, God is a healer. And the blood, releases that healing when we put faith in it. And then, of course, his hands, his feet, and then, of course, his side. Those are the seven places we'll ultimately be all talking about. But today I want to pick up the fact that his hands were pierced. The Bible says, you know, they stretched his hands out and they began to drive those, uh, Stakes, you know, really more through the wrist area, from what I've understood and a little bit of research I've done. But the point is, you know, through his hands. Well, here's something I want to say about that. You know, I'm not sure we'll get into much more about it, but this is, I think, an important thing that it was not the nails that was holding him to that cross. You know, earlier in this whole uh, turnover where Judas betrayed him and they came to the garden, you know, uh, Peter, we understand who it was. He drew out a sword. He was going to defend Jesus. And he took a swing at the high priest, you know, servant, cut his ear off. And Jesus healed him like right on the spot. And he said, put away your sword. If you live by the sword, you know, you're going to die by the sword. He says, do you not think that if I wanted to be delivered I could call upon my Father for twelve legions of angels. Now think about that. He, he laid it out there, right there. He said, listen, guys, if I'm just trying to get away and just, you know, escape, I could call upon angels. So in other words, when they're nailing him to the it's not the nails holding him to the cross. It was his love for you and me. It was his love for the world. And I'm going to say this just out of my spirit, this coming up. It was his love for even those people you and I don't like. (laughs) You say, well, I don't like anybody. No, you know what I mean. I'm not saying you, you just don't like people. I'm saying there's people that might irritate you, might get under your skin. And there may be people that, man, they've just done you wrong. And, man, you would just say, no, I don't like them at all, you know. I'm not going to get into unpacking all that. I just want to say this. Jesus was on that cross, not because those nails held him there, his hands and his feet. He was there and he stayed there because of his love for you and whoever that other person or those other people might be. Whatever, Whatever level of resentment you might want to define it as, um, he did it for them. He did it for them. And it, just as much as he did it for you and I who have received it. And so I just wanted to put that out there for your heart to take that in, because that is the absolute truth. That's why the Bible says, Jesus said, pray for your enemies. You know, those that despitefully use you and persecute you, but these hands, these hands it wasn 't the nails that held him to the cross. it was his love for you and for me but but let 's talk about hands what what 's more about hands? You know our hands are what we used to work with it 's what we used to To build with and do life with and and touch people with and we hug with, we shake hands with, we, you know, we have fun with, we do life with our hands, right? So here's a scripture in Proverbs 24, one of my favorite scriptures in Proverbs, Proverbs 24, verses 3 and 4. And and just for time's sake, I'm only going to read the passion version of this one. But I love that It says, wise people are builders. They build families businesses, communities, and through intelligence and insight, their enterprises are established and endure because of their skilled leadership of their hearts, of their people, excuse me, because of their skilled leadership, the hearts of the people are filled with the treasures of wisdom and the pleasures from spiritual wealth. But I wanted you to catch that first part. Wise people are builders. They build families, businesses, and communities. So that's where life's happening. It's happening at home with your family. It's happening in in business, whatever your vocation, whatever your work is. You know, the Bible didn't say God gave man a job. It says God gave man work. God gave work to man. Adam had work in the garden, but he didn't work by the sweat of his brow. There was a different kind of work he was doing. And so, but there's still work. God gives man work. And then each of us, are gifted and graced with different skills, talents, abilities. Um, Some of us understand things that others don't understand. Maybe you went to school, trade school, some sort of higher education to get certain certified training or ability. The point is, we're working We're building families, we're building uh, communities, we're building businesses, we're building with our hands. It's just symbolic. And so when we talk about the blood of Jesus and we apply the blood of Jesus, I want you to think about the blood of Jesus affecting what you're doing with your life. You know, of course, ultimately, we want to submit to the will and plan of God that no matter what we're doing, we're doing it God's way. You know, in other words, whatever your hand finds to do, do it well. You know, and the Bible says in Colossians and other places, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. So there's always the right way to do anything. But ultimately, we also want to be seeking to do his plan, his purpose for our life. And that's a continual and that's a that's a thing that we grow in every day, every year, every season of our life. And sometimes there's changes in those seasons, but we're always moving and growing and maturing in the plan of God for our life, but always wanting to do it God's way. And so we can plead the blood of Jesus, men, over what we're building, you know, our families Our businesses, our communities, everything that we're working with our hands, the blood of Jesus was shed to redeem that, to heal that, to release the blessing that we have through the blood of Jesus. You know, we have the blessing of heaven upon our life, that whatever we put our hand to is blessed. And this is part of putting faith in the blood of Jesus And so I just want to take just this last minute of the program here today just to pray with you men and to agree with you. Let's put faith in the blood of Jesus that was shed as he allowed those nails to pierce his hands. And again, let's not forget, it was not the nails that held him to that cross. It was his love for you and me. It was his commitment to you and me that he is fighting for for you and me, but here's the other thing. He wants to work with you and me. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I just want to thank you that Lord, you're working with us. Our hands, your hands, we're working together. The blood of Jesus was shed as his hands were pierced. And that blood that flowed from his hands will allow the blessing to be upon all that we put our hand to. Everything that we're building with our family, everything that we're building in our communities, everything that we're building, even in our businesses and our work and our vocation. I just thank you for the blessing of the blood of Jesus as we work and we do life and we do life God's way. So, Father, I thank you for every man that's listening to me today that your blessing is upon them this week as they work with their hands, they work with their minds, they work with the gifts and the graces and the talents that you've blessed them with. And Father, we just want Jesus to be glorified in our home. We just want Jesus to be glorified in our lives. So we give you all the praise.